leave there with that. <laughs> Good morning and welcome. It's Monday morning and you're listening to the Living an Inspired Life podcast. Today I'm going to be interviewing Stephanie Rose. So she doesn't know what questions are coming, but I thought this would be a good idea. Actually, Jesse thought this would be a good idea. He's in here with us. We have a studio audience of one. Jesse, say hello. Hello. Okay, so uh, we're going to interview Stephanie today about her health transformation. She has, well, actually, let me let you tell them about what you have done health-wise in your history. Well, that's kind of a, that's kind of a broad... Uh, the, so start with the biggest. Let's, let's do the biggest... The biggest transformation, which is from the picture that you have here in the studio to, let's say, like a year or two after that, what, what was happening? Okay, well, you want me to start with where I, why I decided to, ch- to make the change? Mm-hmm. So my daughter was 10. We were at Disneyland, and um, I was 220 pounds, and she wanted to run at Disneyland, and I could not keep up with her. So <clears throat> I was 33, decided I needed to make a change, had no idea how to do it, except for I just cut everything that was on my plate in half and threw it away. And the reason for that is I had done every single dietary theory known to man up until my 33 years of life. I mean, every single one from Weight Watchers, Adkins, all of that. So knowing that none of that worked, I knew there had to be a better way. Didn't know how to be a personal trainer at that point, nothing. So um, that was the beginning of my journey. And um, fast forward, you want me to fast forward or you want me to go into it? Uh, what did you do in like, like the, that year? What was that year like? What did you accomplish in that year? Oh, okay. So in that year, I lost my first 38 pounds. It was really slow. Um, and in that transitional time, I also became um, very interested and started doing personal training with my soon-to-be brother-in-law um, at the time at my tanning salon. I had a huge gym in the backside of one of my tanning salons and uh, got really interested in fitness there. And then um, found a gym where I started kickboxing. And the trainer there is the one that basically kind of catapulted me into wanting to be a... I was a personal trainer from the moment go. That's Mm -hmm. when I decided that was it. And then is when my weight loss happened a lot more rapidly, obviously, because I'm moving um, and learning. And um, my nutrition was... For me at that point, I think we've talked about this, was on point, but I was very focused on um, working out all the time, um, eating just a certain way, so I didn't have the balance that I have now. Um, however, it's amazing how the body, my body, and I didn't think it would happen, actually started tightening up the way that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, when you're big like that, I mean, my, my stomach used to sit on my lap. And so when you're big like that, you're wondering if everything's going to actually Mm-hmm. look better and tighten up and firm up it took a lot of time but um you know it was amazing to see and feel the transformation um inside and then you know, outside and for me morphic disorder is something that um i think probably every woman and men i'm sure what some men it's when you look in the mirror and you really don't see anything but what you were so mm. um there's a lot of times that even to this day where I'll look in the mirror and I, you know, you, you, you find the one part of your body that you really don't like or that needs a little more tweaking. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge, I'm in a way different spot now than I used to be. I used to look in the mirror after losing all that weight and being really fit and just see the fat person. Wow. So how long did that last? Uh, I still have it occasionally, but not nearly as bad. 
So it's a healing process of, mm-hmm. of recognizing that um, I'm not just my outside shell mm-hmm. um, and working hard to get healthy and fit um, was also a mind healing mind. That's why we talk about mind, body, spirit. I forgot about the inside, you know, connection and wasn't, it had to catch up with me. Wow. So that's pretty incredible though. I mean, 20 years later, you're still occasionally seeing. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That has been 20 years. Yeah. Almost. Holy cow. I'll be 53. You're right. Yeah. Thanks a lot for (laughs) shouting that out. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Yeah. Jesse was calling me a 58-year-old man earlier today. So they beat him at the pull-up competition. You guys can watch that on Nate's um, gym camp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's interesting. There's a lot of of psychology that goes into something like that. Um, And it's pulling out sort of one thing you said. You didn't know what you were doing, really. All you did was cut the plate in half. It's... You know, it is common sense that, well, if I eat less, I'll weigh less. Mm-hmm. And that might be, for a lot of people, a place to start. It was um, a great place for me to start because I really didn't know what else to do. But logic told me if I eat less, it's obviously yeah. going to be a better thing. No matter what it was on my plate, if I yeah. put something on my plate, I would still, it was like, okay, I'm going to cut this in half. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. We um, we have, uh, you know... It's, I don't know if it's an actual syndrome, but it's like clean plate syndrome, right? And oh, yeah. All of our parents growing up said, oh, there are starving kids in Africa, and uh, you need yeah. to finish your food. And, uh, you know, leaving, it's like when the plate talks, it's like well, there's still more food on me, but you're full. There's that desire to finish up the plate. So you immediately cut it in half, got rid of it, and then still finished the plate. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to worry about changing what you ate, just how much you ate. Mm-hmm. So that's a good start. I'm always very interested in how do people go from zero to one? Right, because I think going from like one to a hundred is easier than going from zero to one percent. Yeah, know? it's like going it's, from literally you're in the habit of just just trotting along, just doing your life, and then this thing at Disneyland happens. And yeah, you know, I think it's you hit the wall. Everybody has their wall, mm-hmm. whether it's mental, physical, whatever it is. You finally, it's a decision. And for me, and for the clients that I've done, seen their transformation, there's no turning back. Yeah. They're just done feeling the way they're feeling. Um, and they're ready to move forward. So that's where true transformation happens when you hit the wall and you're ready to, to about face from where you were mm-hmm. and never go back. Yep. So, and that's big time healing, mind, body, spirit. It's not just the outside. And I had to play catch up with that, um, which is, I feel really blessed because that's a part of um, how I train clients to this day is remembering yeah. I need to keep them I don't want them playing catch up. I want them to be able to bring it all, all the way, all of it together, right. mind, body, spirit, and it's true healing at that point. And then um, there is no more going backwards. There is, you're you're in a, yeah, but much better I think, place. I think it's really valuable too that you're talking about hitting the wall. This is sort of um, I explain it uh, like when I take a break from exercise. And I say, I, I'm, I don't want to exercise right now. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was burnt out from lifting weights. And I said, I don't want to exercise right now. I mean, I should say, I don't want to lift because I was still exercising, but I was just, cha- I just changed what I did. I don't want to lift right now, but I want to want to lift. Like I wanted that wall to hit me because I wasn't going to start a workout program if my heart wasn't in it. So, um, and there are ways to sort of artificially move that, right? It happened to you naturally and mm. organically at Disneyland and it's just like 
probably just hit you out of nowhere. You're like, oh my God, I can't even keep yeah. up with my 10 year old daughter. I was scared. And, um, fear, that, fear has a great way of it's when you're very motivating. Yeah. Right? It's very yeah. motivating when you're a parent. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, but it's a, yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, people out there who are not necessarily at rock bottom, so to speak, but who are like, I really want to exercise, but I'm really not that motivated. Um, one thing that does actually help, I've learned this from Katie doing a lot of work with her, is uh, Im imagine rock bottom. Like, if I continue on this path, what will it look like? What is worst case scenario? And sometimes yeah. worst case scenario is enough to just kick you in the butt and get you moving. Because we need both, right? We need like that thing that we're moving toward and also that, that stick that's beating us. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we, none of us want the worst possible life or not even close, right? So that's sometimes very motivating um, to manufacture that rock bottom moment. As long as it's authentic for you, right? If you yeah. manufacture it and it's coming from a place of, well, it's something I should do or it's something right. I need to do, that's, that's generally not the thing that's gonna carry you, which is also where I believe New Year's resolutions, yeah, people may, they don't work. Because yeah. if you're really ready, you're gonna do it right now. Yeah. You're not gonna wait till January 1. Right. So, um, anyway. And I think that, and I think that, just to clarify, manufacturing that rock bottom is going from that should, someone who's saying, I really should exercise, I should be fitter, I should do this, that's not very compelling, it's not um, behavior changing thinking, right? Um, but putting yourself in the position, so let's just say hypothetically, I'm 39 right now, let's just say if I wasn't exercising now, I can, I can start to imagine what I'm gonna be like when I'm 50, if I let the next decade really spin out of control. Mm -hmm. And then I can bring it closer to me and I can say, oh, you know, I, I know all these 50 year olds who have cardiovascular disease and they have diabetes and then it's bringing it even closer and closer and closer until there comes a point where I'm like, I have to exercise and I have to do it right now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I mean, th those are a mm -hmm. lot of the reasons and the things that kept me moving forward and wanting to become healthier and, and more fit. It took time. I mean, it took a while to lose that 84 pounds and, mm -hmm. and to, to get fit. And I'm continually trying to, you know, race against time, if you will, because I do not want to um, have the, 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 what is the cliche things or, or whatever that, that happens to, um, I don't know what this is going on. Amber alert. Oh. Um, so just real quick to continue with, um, with the for me, for the aging thing. So mm -hmm. I started at 33. So when I turned 40, I was in great shape, right? It was all fitness, all this, mm -hmm. all you know. And then moving forward as you 45, I turned 50, it becomes a little bit more challenging because mm -hmm. you've got other things going on. Menopause, um, you can, I, I could have made every excuse in the book, mm -hmm. back injury, whatever. But as long as you remember why you started and where you came from and why you never want to go back and you want to break those chains that bind you as far as generational things that you saw happening with your mother, father, grandfather, mm. grandmother, whatever, you are allowed to take control of your life and do the, the most possible to stop the same things health-wise happening to you that was happening, that is happening with them, right? So um, medications, excuses that, oh, I can't move because the doctor said don't do this. We are, um, human beings are amazing and we have so much power and our, our brain will, can tell your body to do anything. Sometimes putting the brakes on and slowing down 
is something we need to recognize, but never stop the movement. Yes. Right. Yes. Moving forward in everything, in your um, emotional growth, yep. in your decision making when it comes to being healthy. And I'm not talking about looking fantastic and whatever. I, that is a perk and that's a great side of it for people. They look better, but moreover, they feel better. They're healthier. Yep. Those blood tests are going to come back better. You're going to be around for your kids, grandkids. That's what I'm talking about. Because now that I'm heading into you know, a different age and I'm older, um, which again, I'm going to say it, I still feel like I'm in my thirties. Mm -hmm. Um, once you get to these different stages in life, it's a little bit more challenging. Although yeah. I find the challenge, it's like, bring it on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to do what it'll allow me to do, but I'm never going to stop moving forward. Yep. Absolutely. On that note, let's call it for today. Uh, we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. If you have any comments, questions you want to get on our podcast, get the Anchor app on your iPhone or I think it's on Android too. Uh, Anchor, just uh, A-N-C-H-E-R-O-R, -R, Anchor, um, just like the boat Anchor. And uh, you can find our podcast and you can basically leave a voicemail and we'll put it on the air. So uh, yeah, on that, signing off. Have a wonderful Monday.